sports and you don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. You like sports and you don't care who knows. Football, football, bubble, tennis, hockey, golf. Sports are back, and that's okay, but you have to stay informed every day. Theathletic.com, that's my jam. In-depth coverage for the fan. But times are tough. Your money is tight. Save 40% with this link. I, theathletic.com, slash no dunks. Cool kids only, they don't want no punks. Watching sports is your number one thing. Reading sports, number two with a bang. Sports are back. Gotta follow your team. Annual subscription? That's the dream. Theathletic.com slash no dunks. 40% off. It's awesome as f***. Good evening, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks debut of the Bubble Wrap. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube or listening to the podcast a little later on the Athletic Network, Spotify, Apple, wherever you download No Dunks. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us thanks to the power of technology tonight, Tass Mellis. Hey everybody, it's great to see ya. Oh, it's great to see you again. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey hey We have the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Last but not least, making the magic happen tonight, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Are we live, JD? Thumbs up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First comment, Lee looks exhausted. Oh, yeah. Fresh as a daisy. Yeah? They're calling him 2011 Dirk in the chat. You got to love it. (laughs) All right. We are here on Bubble Wrap to recap night one of the NBA restart, talk some actual hoops uh, with one another, games that mattered. But before we get into all of that, as promised, I got to pay off my February pick'em loss. Yes, all the way back to February when I had my first losing month of pick'em. I had a brutal month. I went and checked it. I finished 5-11, and 11, and you guys, were, uh, you guys were well over 500, I believe all of you. Maybe one of you were 500. Anyway, I got my ass handed to me. So my punishment, you guys agreed uh, to, was, well, it's got a, like an NBA bubble angle to it. To start tonight's show, I have to shotgun a beer. Pay the piper, Skeetsy. Pay it. Here we go. Like I'm I'm J.J. Redick or Myers Leonard or Jordan (laughs) Clarkson. I haven't done this in a long time. I'm uh, going to use that towel I was talking about uh, that uh, (laughs) TK TK stole. Well, I don't know if you stole, but you got after the Raptors won a a championship. Acquired, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get that yeah, framed eventually. Great. This is what it was. Uh, this is what it was made for to clean yeah. up after celebrations. So we'll throw that down on the computer. Um, Myers Leonard gave me some tips. I lied to you, Tass, this morning. I thought I had yeah. a Coors banquet. What I'm actually working with uh, a Miller High Life champagne ah, and beers. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Miller. MJD. Jack yeah. Armstrong loves it. All right. Well, let's get into this. Oh, this is gonna make a mess, isn't it? Here we go. All right. You guys can keep talking. Whoa! Oh, yeah. yeah, baby. Here we go. Somebody make sure Myers Leonard oh, is watching this. Starting this what, what do you got there? Like a serrated knife or something? Is yeah, it? Yeah, I just got a knife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we've we've made a hole. We've made a mess already. We're gonna yeah. push this in a little bit. Try not to cut myself. <laughs> knife in a can, always the most worrisome part, I would say. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to stink for the next 45 <laughs> minutes here. That's going to be great. All right. Here well, we go. Down the I'll hatch. start the timer. Yeah, this is going to be slow. <laughs> this one's for Reddick. Here we go. Pop the top. 
There you go. Your there brain scans your brain. He's great angle. Great angle. There you go. There you go. There you go. A little bit came out. Crush JJ Reddick. Oh man, I've never done a shotgun sitting down. <laughs> oh, that's not good. That is a lot of bubbly there in the old tummy. All right. I've paid it off. Use the towel. Fantastic. We are well live here on YouTube. This is Let's great. get in. We're I watched the Skeet Skeets. I just watched yeah. it twice because I clicked oh. over and watched the live stream. It was even better the second time. Oh. It's amazing because it's how delayed. Long did it take? Of, um, incredible stuff. Can't wait to burp here. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna I, wake I, basically, up. I'm, I'm wake just up killing Laura. some time. I'm killing some time oh. for you to get some gas out. I, yeah, I yeah really it sounds like you it. got some bubbles trapped. A little trapped oh, wind. I just need to burp, but it's because <laughs> A little I'm sitting, upper wind trap. I'm sitting down. Stand up, you. walk around, man. Walk uh, around. Yeah, you got to walk in here. Right, thank you. There he goes. Wow, yeah, there he's he got goes. to stretch his legs. He's yeah. Gotta, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let things move. That's good. Oh, I thought That's I was going to burp. Oh, I hope he doesn't throw up again. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe be well, great. That, actually, maybe that'd be that definitely better. helped. All right. Oh. Well, I'm either gonna vomit or burp. I can't decide which one it is. I'll just make sure oh. your camera is is on you if you vomit. That's oh, uh, my only rule. <sighs> okay, guys, let's get into it. Let's I'm podcast, definitely gonna baby. burp at some point here. Um, we're gonna do a little. It's just one game, but oh. <laughs> but before we do that. Before we do that, uh, let's just like get your reactions to the overall, you know, pregame presentation, what they did, the broadcast task. When you get us started, what do you think? Listen, the whole package is really impressive. I, I, I am I'm very pleased. If we contemplated how it would look in April and May, how it would all shake down, I think if we saw this package, we'd be pretty pumped. I know everyone's talking about the virtual fans, so let's just have some fun with these virtual fans. I find it a little strange at times. There's no doubt. I find myself watching it. I don't want to watch <laughs> yeah. the fans, but my eyes are drawn to it, and sometimes there are oh, empty seats man. there. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I, I missed it. I feel like a million bucks now. Nice. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, the so, virtual fans suck. They do. Yeah, I agree. I my eyes you. are drawn to it. Sometimes there's empty seats out there. Nobody wants to see that. I, I think I'd rather have the team logos out there, right? I, I think... Just I I like my plan of just shoving them behind the backboard on a free throw, break a play. Sometimes you'll see it. That being said, the fact that we got the Lakers guy there <laughs> yeah, it made it all worth it. For it kind of made it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, we didn't get to see him do what? anything. To else. see the tweet from Tom yeah. Haverstrow. When it did was, you ever see him? No, you didn't see him in game, <laughs> no, yeah. but you saw the tweet and you saw Chris Bosh was also yeah. a virtual fan. It's weird. The whole thing is weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't know. Mikhail Why are there all... so many empty seats? Because they can't, can't control it. Because it's Los Angeles, The man. game it's lasts Los a long Angeles. time. You got to go three and a half hours without getting up from your seat. You either The only way you can do it is if you had a camelback uh, for water going in and then a catheter for water going out. It's a closed system. Otherwise, you're getting up occasionally. Yeah, I saw that uh, Eric Walden, he reported he was in the arena. He said the video boards there with the virtual fans is like a distraction, uh, at least mm. for him watching the game. Because he said, and I don't think we can notice it on the broadcast, but the video of some of the fans are running at full speed while others are lagging behind. Mm, so yeah. it's like there's some that are choppy. I mean, it sounds brutal. I, I, I'm, like, again, I, I said this earlier and Tass sounds like you're coming around on a little bit. Yeah, the logos, it pops. 
it's nice. It's fresh looking. It looks more like a video game um, when they just have their colors of the home team there and they just really lean into that. This virtual fans thing, I don't know. I just, say that that I lag it. would be the fans' own internet speed though at home, wouldn't it? I mean, that's what's that's sure. what's causing it, wouldn't it? Yeah. We gotta like, wait until so. we have uh, gotta have Google Fiber everywhere. We gotta have Fiber <laughs> fans. Yeah, I, thought, work. I thought the best thing about Chris Bosch was the photo going around. He had a great Chris Bosch weird face. That was perfect. He yeah, was happy. Was... You know, I mean, we only we got two good fans. For me, I'm happy with that. I thought it was great. It was great to get Lakers yeah. guy there. So I thought overall, this is a success. Keep doing it. I want to see who else we're going to see next. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's like my only criticism are the virtual fans, and that is nip picking like crazy i'm with I, like the rest of the broadcast i love the camera angles that we get like there's so many cameras and we get some unique angles uh, especially on replays we got the rail cam and all that i love that i thought the audio was totally fine um yeah. you know it wasn't you're you're shaking your head a little bit trey like i mean okay, i didn't not- think crunch time was cr- quite as crunchy uh you know <laughs> i thought that the fourth quarter possessions felt a lot like the second quarter possessions and the early third quarter possessions you could tell the guys were playing hard but credit to everybody they were playing hard the entire night so they all felt the same crunch time didn't totally feel the same for me audio wise um but what do you want them to do just turn it up i I don't know there's nothing you can do yeah i mean really ride the volume ride the levels i guess you gotta ask jd that question but yeah i would i would smack it as soon as you have to because there's there's no way the crunch time is gonna feel the same it felt as good as it could but there's a difference there's no doubt a difference yeah there were were, uh other players in attendance in in the audience though weren't there tonight i saw yeah yeah, what so why don't, why don't they then? You wanted for the them? Home- well, they're all wearing masks. It's exactly. Well, for the home masks. team, they have to start chanting defense in the last five minutes or something, <laughs> okay, you know, okay. create a little bit of home court advantage. You know, there's, there's players there. They get them involved in the game. They're, they're just going to sit there doing nothing. Have them, have them contribute in some way. I think that's, uh, that's an avenue the NBA can explore right there. JD, what did you think of, uh, of the video and the sound especially? The sound was, I thought it was great, but I do agree with uh, Trey. There were times when I was expecting like a, oh, from the crowd. You don't get those specific uh, uh, chants or, or reactions. Reactions. Yeah. You could. They, they may You could. I mean, that. you I could just... have an 88 key uh, piano with different reactions on each of the keys, you know, so. Oh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> go that crazy. Bad possession. Uh, yeah. Good possession. Why not? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, you know, one or the other i think they can make it happen i i but yeah like as far as just piping in the level of the sound was pretty good the fourth quarter definitely felt yeah a little anticlimactic that that's 100 percent true i thought the audio of a referee scott foster going over and talking to the scorers table i never thought i'd like to hear a referee <laughs> crystal clear but Man, it was crystal clear hearing. Well, you heard him a lot in that second game. Yeah, that's true. But the explanations were nice and crisp. You'd never hear that before. That's something that they've got a nice camera. they got some room now because there are no fans there. I don't know why I'm talking about the referee, but I am. Uh, And the player-coach interviews, I thought, um, the first game, it was Chris Haynes. Uh, interviewing coach and it was two separate shots yeah and so it, it looked weird. like they could be in two different places i i wanted i wanted uh, uh whoever was being interviewed uh i think was it Gentry? yeah i think it was quinn snyder mm. i wanted quinn snyder just to start answering about something start talking about something totally different than what the question was because it just felt like he was in a different place uh but then they altered the uh 
the Greenberg, our friend Jared Greenberg in, in the second one. So it was this, the same shot. But I thought all in all, man, it was, it was fairly solid. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to see Popovich oh, that's, that's with those so great uh, to watch. After, after quarter interviews to see how he handles it there. No, <laughs> he'll be put away. I think he'll say, "What? What? I can't hear. I can't hear what you're saying." Right, he'll just walk yeah. off. You know? <laughs> well, we're burying the lead here too. I mean, Trey, what did you think of what we saw from both games, where you know the players and coaches and referees, even everyone really there, um, a unified front where they all kneeled, sort of on the sidelines there while the anthems were played. What did you think? I thought it was incredible, and I thought it was so thoughtful and intentional and the solidarity and unity of everybody making a point to continue to focus on social justice initiatives. I just thought they did a great job of coming out and presenting a unified front. You know, Mm -hmm. they tried something similar in F1 and not everybody knelt. That was something that easily could have happened, but it didn't. And it just, um, that's what you want to see on opening night is everybody on the same page. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of uh, the first anthem we heard on the night? John Baptiste's uh, very interesting rendition of the national anthem. For a second, I thought like something happened when it like uh, went, I like, like the it, there piano was a real parts for sure. Change, yeah. Uh, it's uh, not my favorite rendition, but you know, uh, sometimes they become classics for other reasons. Yeah, JD, what did you think of that one? I wanted to get your take on yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't love it. I'll, I'll say that I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he's a great musician. He's a he. He's a very talented guy. I don't know if it was the way it was shot or the way it was mixed or the effect that he had on the guitar, which I found really weird. It was just, and the, or the switching back and forth. I felt like I was watching a sketch almost, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just, it was bit. just so over the top and so cheesy, but the moment was so stirring at the same time because mm-hmm. when you, they would go back to the, the court and everybody's kneeling in as uh, Trey said in solidarity. So, I mean, I loved it. It was just, it was just an odd, an odd choice for the first game back, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. It also took me a while to like realize and notice, I guess, um, that a lot of the players, of course, had social justice messages instead of their names, uh, especially in that first game. And I know we can get into the second one later with some guys had their names and then also their message and where they were located and stuff like that. But it took a, like actually just took me a while, Lee, to be like, oh, yeah, that's it's not Don. It's Donovan Mitchell, but it doesn't say mm. Mitchell on the back of his jersey. It's got what he's got there. I don't know if I, I was alone in that. Yeah, well, it could, because not everybody had a message. So some guys you just saw their regular name and then other guys you saw the messages. So you, I, I found myself trying to read it because you couldn't always read it and make it out mm-hmm. straight away. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's again, it's another one of those things that I, uh, I like that the NBA has, has, has taken this approach. I like the players have chosen in some cases to put a message on there. Uh, I think it's only through the first four games. Uh, then they can decide to go back to their name if they want. But uh, yeah, it's good. These things are important. And uh, again, I think I hope the focus remains on on things like that, the social justice and, and that trying to make a difference is very, very important. LeBron sort of spoke about that after his game there with Jared Greenberg. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the thing. The message is like basketball is more than just the players on the court and the referees and things like that. It's about trying to bring uh, people together. And And mm-hmm. I think this is, again... Uh, very, very critical that that message remains throughout this entire bubble, uh, you know, experiment, this series, whatever you want to call it. So uh, great to see that that has been the focus on uh, what was actually an incredible night of basketball all around. Yeah, I saw it too, just related. Woj tweeted earlier in the day that the NBA is going to allow the home teams in Orlando to submit content and graphics incorporating uh, social justice messages to be displayed 
on you know the in-game arena video boards. So that's something uh, that we could see moving forward here, like some specific ones, whatever the team decides on as a collective. So that'd be sort of pretty cool. So overall, we love the broadcast, what they did at the start of the game. Uh, the holograms tasks on the floor, no problem there. Looked okay to you? No, I'm not gonna. I'm done complaining. Yep, yep, yeah. I yep. Look, look solid. Yeah. Um, I also I love the plexiglass partition between the broadcasters, uh, be it Eagle and Van Gundy, and then Harlan and Reggie. I don't. At first, I was like confused. I thought they were doing a split screen. I don't know if I was alone <laughs> there. I'm like, oh no! And then Eagle like tapped on it. I'm like, oh no! This is like the elimination cham- chamber here. They're gonna <laughs> have to fight each other later when one of them opens. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they have taken all the steps here, all the precautions. Try to keep everyone as safe as possible. I will say, guys, I was pumped to have basketball back. But it was weird watching a game at 6.30. (laughs) Now, it didn't tip at 6.30. It went a little later. But uh, you don't get the 6.30 tip often here on the East Coast. (laughs) Not that it ended up mattering because we didn't jump on here until after midnight because that second game took forever. Not used to starting at 6.30. I walked in late like I was Shaquille O'Neal onto the TNT set. <laughs> he walked in late, what was it, 15 minutes? Didn't know the, the sailor, start time, yeah. I guess. Just hanging there, the other sailing in traffic. Strip. All right, well, let's get into the games then here. Um, we'll play a little It's Just One Game, but we'll start with the Clippers-Lakers game. Both games, as you said, Lee, were uh, very close. But, uh, Trey, why don't you get us started? It's Just One Game, but... Just One Game, but Anthony Davis is an unfair advantage, and to me, he's the biggest unfair advantage in this entire series between the Clippers and the Lakers, just because there's no matchup that the Clippers really are ever going to have for Anthony Davis. No Montrezl Harrell tonight, obviously, but it's just a foul fest anytime they're trying to stick Anthony Davis, because Zubats and Noah are just going to be too slow to, to, to keep up with him. Patterson, Green, uh, a little Morris, too small to really stick up to stick him and you know with his three-point shot is good enough is uh, respectable enough he had a couple tonight that you have to respect his pump game you know Jonas Valanciunas people respect his pump game and he's not knocking him down at Anthony Davis's rate so you get a pump you get a drive you get fouled next thing you know you're shooting 17 free throws that's an easy way to pile up points they were calling him Anthony Jabbar Davis unfortunately he hmm. didn't wear the goggles for the game he was looking no, incredible I thought, no I thought sky hook so either. cool Oh, yeah, no skyhook, but uh, the way uh, to pile up points easily, just keep getting to the line, man. I thought Anthony Davis was great. He was the best part of the show in in that second game, how dominant he was. I don't know if it's because uh, everybody else is smaller than him uh, or he's got this dumb reputation of being sort of a thin guy, thin, fragile guy, but he looked huge. And maybe it's that undershirt. Uh, You know, I I saw a network tweet, best player ever who wears an undershirt, 100% true. Uh, he 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 wears it and uh, man yeah they don't have a matchup for him and they want to go small and even Montrezl Harrell if he was back still too small they, they just don't have size for him and the question always with Anthony Davis is over the last few years is he going to be able to produce in the playoffs and I don't know if it's just because they're in the same atmosphere where they're going to be playing playoff games but this felt like a playoff game I think I think he will respond very very well to having LeBron James beside him and he was obviously the best player that they had tonight and uh he's got it all I mean he really does have it all and he has to be a rim deterrent he's he's a star and 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 you know if I was going to uh overreact I'd say that he is their best player done Whoa. uh because and, and and that's that's it's in in a series when they need uh, or a possession, I should say. When they need a shot, LeBron's going to have the ball in his hands. 
But man, they crowd space out there. The, the, the Clippers just find a way to bog down uh, LeBron's space out there. And I don't know if it's going to help um, the Lakers. I don't know if they get a, a little bit more shooting out there. Well, even I don't know what they can do uh, to get more space for LeBron out there. But Anthony Davis is the unstoppable one because of the matchup problems that, that Trey started with there. Yeah, AD carried the Lakers for a good chunk of this game, but LeBron finished it with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, b- both defensively, he was locked in. LeBron was bringing it on that end of the floor mm-hmm. tonight um, when he was having somewhat of a rough offensive game, though despite getting the game winner, an unorthodox, unorthodox game winner, but a game winner nonetheless, uh, with the just sort of bullying in there and then getting his own tip and, and managing to finish it. Um, Lee, what did you think of AD overall? 34 points, 8 to 19, like a ton of free throws, like Trey said. Yeah. I think he had 14 points in that first quarter there as well, and it seemed yeah. to me that LeBron and the Lakers were like, listen, they again, you know, Joakim Noah, he, he looked okay at times, but he can't match up against Anthony Davis, and he shouldn't be able to at this point of Anthony Davis's career. He should be able to dominate a guy who hasn't been in the league for over a year now. So uh, I thought that was a key moment there for the Lakers, and this is a problem that the Clippers are going to face. Even at full strength, do they have enough big bodies to contend with the Lakers' big bodies when you have JaVale and Dwight and Anthony Davis out there because Montrez, they've got uh, Zubats, of course, and Noah's out there, and then they've got Morris as well, Marcus Morris, and none of those guys are just long enough, I don't think. So that's a clear advantage the Lakers had. I think they tried to exploit that early on. LeBron, I think he had five assists, uh, the first five assists of the game, and he was just trying to get other guys, particularly Davis, involved. So that is uh, something that the Lakers, that's a strength of theirs. Davis, at this stage of his career, he has to be out there, and he has to be the best you know, most impactful player on the floor. He doesn't necessarily have to take all the shots because you said there, LeBron had the layup at the end and then he had the one that put them ahead. So that's kind of what LeBron wants to be is like, you guys do all that sort of uh, the heavy leg work throughout the game and then I can close it off if we need to. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Davis Davis was, was outstanding tonight and uh, that's the sort of performance they're going to expect from him, particularly because he came in as a bit of a game time decision there. He got that eye injury, uh, but didn't seem to affect him at all tonight. Did this game, I know it's just one game, but did it change the opinion for anyone of a potential, you know, Western Conference Finals of, like, who would go through? Like, you guys are obviously talking up AD being a problem for the Clippers, but the Clippers are without, you know, arguably one of the greatest, like, bench units of all time in, in Lou Williams and, and Montrez Harrell not playing. Anything change for you or just like, nah, too too early, this will be a slugfest? I think when you do a live show right after the games, it's <laughs> you just have to overreact. I feel like that's our job. But uh, no, I, th- I think the Clippers were not at full strength. And even Patrick Beverly was not himself. You know, coming oh, off the you, bench are you sure? He looked, he looked exactly like the Patrick Beverly. I remember getting into it immediately as he came out there, jawing with the officials. It was like, uh, it was like he hadn't missed any time at all, I thought. He, he was... Uh, he was just straight away into it and he was talking trash to LeBron and it was like, man, Patrick Beverly must... I would love to know what he's been doing these last four or five months at home, just chafing at the bit to get out there again and uh, and start dirtying things up. But he only played yeah. 16 minutes. Is yeah. The, really what Tess yeah. is getting out there. Yeah, that, that's part of it. But, but yeah, but, and I think usually you have the sound to drown out Patrick Beverly's complaining, but now it's it's really noticeable. Uh, I totally agree. Like Those 16 minutes, I think he, he definitely got... 
most complaints per minute out there. He was definitely <laughs> jawing out there. Uh, but yeah, the the rotation wasn't there, uh, and you know Lou Lou with the wings and Montrez, and they just they got they got some good performances out of Patrick Patterson and Jermichael Green, who they wouldn't usually play as much. Uh, but all these guys also, uh, you know, Zubats. Uh, who's struggling with his foot speed? Sure, Landry Shamit struggling with his shot. 0 for five. Those are guys who came into the bubble late, and so mm-hmm. it's understandable why they'd be struggling a bit. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Team Lakers because of the continuity uh, throughout the entire season. Uh, but you can see, you know, when the that third quarter when the Clippers made their run there, why they can be so freaking good, especially when they have all their guys. Uh, they can get stops whenever they want. And even if it's isolation basketball, they can score whenever they want. And so uh, that's an even series. I might be dumb just picking the Lakers because of continuity because the Clippers can probably just win you games because Kawhi Leonard could be the best player on the floor at times or it could be Paul George too. Like It doesn't really matter. They have two superstars on their team. Yeah, well, Lee, let's get to that. Uh, what's your uh, sort of fill in the blank? It's just one game but. Well, I thought Paul George looked great tonight. Uh, I thought the the rest actually gave him a chance to get his body right. We know he came in with some uh, shoulder injuries into this season, and he was in and out of the lineup a bit. He looked good at times this season, but I think now he's had a good chance to rest, and uh, you saw him there. He, he you know, because Kawhi picked up fouls early on, got in himself in a little bit of foul trouble, and Paul George kind of kept them close enough with the Lakers, and then at the end, I think he scored the final eight points there for the Clippers uh, including the three that tied them off an incredible shot there. The classic Paul George is coming around, had no time, and knocked it in and, and gave them a chance to win. Uh, but it was Do you LeBron's think he got deep. fouled at the end? Uh, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. No, I mean, he kind of complained after the shot missed, which is, you know, standard there. That's that's what happens. But uh, it was it was incredible switching defense from LeBron. His foot speed was r- remarkable out there. But, yeah, Paul George was the player they, they wanted to get the ball to because uh, he was in the groove tonight. And uh, playoff P, bubble P... Redemption P or uh, resumption P. I saw all all the P's oh, out wow. there. Wow. I saw them all. Uh, <laughs> Which one do you like the most? Pandemic P. I saw. I think Fred Katz tweeted that one out oh, there. My but um, when you know when Paul George does have a go on, he, he's he's tough to defend because uh, he's silky, he's smooth, and uh, he can get that shot off. And uh, and he had a go on tonight. So um, if he if he does remain healthy uh, the, in the entire you know stretch here then, yeah, the Clippers have two legit superstars out on the floor when those guys are out there. But I think one of the things that I noticed with him this season was he just couldn't get into that sort of flow and that rhythm uh, too much. So uh, hopefully he's rested and ready because uh, he's, he's a fun guy to watch and just changes the whole um, outlook for the Clippers if he stays healthy. Oh, yeah. When when Paul George, like, you're like, damn, is Paul George back to being, like, that top five player in the league? You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm pushing it a little bit there, but you know what I mean? He, he can sort of at times feel like, okay, he's, like, a top 25 guy, a top 20 guy, and then he's like, whoa, is this guy, like, one of the best? Like, on the on one hand, can you count him? Um, he sort of has that little uh, spectrum there, but I'm with you on that. He was awesome looking tonight. I mean, you hit six threes, you're always going to have an awesome line, but... Uh, He's a game changer. I do wonder if they match up these two teams, though, in, in the playoffs. Like, is the, are the star power just going to cancel each other out? You know, hmm. AD and LeBron, Kawhi and Paul George, and then it's like, all right, well, who's the third and fourth best guys on these teams? And that, and that's when I get into, like, ooh, does, is that where, you know, the Clippers are a favorite in a potential series because, well, who is it? It's Lou, probably, you know, as a bucket getter, and maybe even Montrez Harrell, and it's like, who is the guy... Who is the guy on the Lakers um, that consistently can be um, the third or fourth best player in a series? It could come down to that. Trey, what do you think? 
Yeah, it's and that's why for me it's hard to even say it, how much this game matters to anything once we come to see the playoffs without seeing Lou Williams there because he is yep. such a big bucket getter. You know, Avery Bradley was huge when the Lakers got their win over the Clippers in March. He's not there, but we did see, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, Deion Waiters, maybe J.R. Smith can contribute. They just need somebody else to get hot because you're right. I mean, for the most part, you know, Anthony Davis had a great game, but it is a little bit canceled out. Uh, by Paul George's performance as well. LeBron and Kawhi are going to match each other, and then who's yeah. going to be the third guy? That's why we had a two-point game tonight, and, you know, that's the Clippers uh, not at full strength. It wasn't a fair fight, and the Clippers were still right there, a shot away from being able to take home the victory. Um, the Lakers, though, I just think that um, Davis can pile up the points so easily. Uh, LeBron, obviously, is going to perform uh, come playoff time. Maybe those two can reach a slightly higher ceiling, but I don't know. Kawhi Leonard's been incredible in the playoffs throughout his career. Uh, we saw it last year. He carried a team to a title while he was still battling an injury. What did you think of the officiating of this game, Tess? <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of whistles. There was a lot of travels called. There was a lot of everything. It took forever, uh, that second game especially. What do you think? It was tough. It was definitely tough, but uh, they uh... – Lakers give the ball to Anthony Davis and he went to the free throw line 17 times. They just, there's just no one to match up with him. And so he's going to the line and Kawhi got a lot of calls too. Those were the two guys that really uh, just generated the most free throws. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know it was kind of painful to watch and those commercials, they seem like they were full <laughs> length. They, like, they were maxed out. Uh, it feels like a long time because it is literally a long time that I've watched a live game like that. But usually I'm watching, I'm catching up. I banked some 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 of that third and fourth quarter. But man, it was, it just it just seemed like I don't know if it was the it wasn't the fouls to me. I thought the calls when when it came down to it weren't bad. I, I don't think they were bad at all. Um, but it just time when I'm looking at that clock. Ooh, it was I thought this was the f- shortest of the four major sports. Don't yeah, get me wrong. yeah, it was. <laughs> Not that second game. That one. That one took a while. Yeah, maybe the maybe the officials also got some rust on them too. I, I'm with you. I don't think they were just calling everything. There was no flow to the game at all. That was just mm-hmm. the unfortunate part. Um, just because everything was uh, every. It felt like every second possession was like something was called, and mm-hmm. then there was a break in play, and then you're right. Then we go to commercial break for three and a half minutes because they got to get all these ads in that they lost yeah, for the last four make months. Up those money, yeah. yeah. So it uh, it was it was a little rough that part, but at least it was a close game and it was very very tight. Um, Especially when it's it's iso ball like that too, I think all the focus can be on the guy. And I, I say iso ball, I mean they pass it to Anthony Davis, obviously, but the the focus is just on the ball handler. And so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of movement happening out there, and so it's easy to just call every bump. Uh, and so mm. I think that's that's part of what happened watching it. But. Um, Let's get to Dion Waiters. Well, yeah. <laughs> the only final thing I'll guy. say about that is you wonder, because there's no fans making a lot of noise, are officials actually going to be able to hear fouls uh, more than they usually do and thus call more calls? Mm. It's not just it's not just looking at them and seeing the reaction from the player trying to sell it. You can actually hear the slaps and the bumps, Trey. I mean, who knows? I mean, there. you're right. Are we going to see the return of the self-slap? You know, that was popular in the <laughs> 90s. You'd go for a layup and kind of, like, hit your own yeah. arm and you flip it up there. <laughs> and one. Call yeah. it, baby. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, okay, the final one here. I'll go. It's just one game, but I told you Dion Waiters would contribute. I'm feeling happy about this one after one game. We talked about it on this week's uh, beach step-in. Uh, we had a question about, you know, fill in the blank, overreact a little bit from scrimmages that we saw. And we talked about how Dion Waiters... Um, in scrimmages and then carrying over into game one here of the seeding games, 
He's a player. I mean, he he contributed off the bench for the Lakers. He can create his own shot. He spaces the floor, we know. He's not afraid to shoot it. Got a little bit of a handle so he can attack. Lee, Deion Waiters was pretty instrumental in a, in a Lakers win tonight. I think he had one of the better, uh, you know, plus minuses from the game and contributed. Yeah, and, and I mean, they should expect him to as well. Deion Waiters is only 28 years old, so this is not like J.R. Smith where you sort of feel he's kind of just gotten back in with an opportunity to play in the league. Like, Deion Waiters could realistically still be playing good quality basketball for the next four or five years if he can keep himself, you know, in, in shape and uh, and keep contributing. But, yeah, you saw when he was out there, um, there was there was one time early on LeBron had the ball and Dion had the classic, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open, and he didn't yeah. get the ball. Um, but then when, when there was an opportunity, Dion tried to go out there and score, and that's what they need. They need someone to keep that scoreboard ticking over as long as you don't get killed on the defensive end as well. There's going to be, like he played tonight, 21 minutes. There's going to be those minutes there. Someone is going to have to take them. And if Dion can go out there and uh, and perform well enough, those are his minutes. And again, he could play his way back into not just like into a championship here, but back into the league. Because uh, that's the thing about him is he, he doesn't, he's not that old. Uh, he's just he's sort of, his career was derailed, certainly by what happened last year in Miami. Mm-hmm. And that was after things got derailed in uh, Oklahoma City and Cleveland before that. So, you know, he carries a bit of baggage with him, but he still can be an effective role player coming off the bench in uh, in limited minutes. And from what you saw tonight, he looks certainly in shape and he looks like he's ready to go. So um, good on him and uh, hope he makes the most of this opportunity. Yeah, 11 points off the bench, 21 minutes, 5 of 10 shooting. Didn't shoot the three all that well, but contributed, <laughs> plus 17. I mean, you do wonder what players are actually... Uh, maybe benefit from this weird bubble experiment where they can't go anywhere and uh, and and there are no fans and maybe like people are getting on them and stuff like that and like you know screwing with his confidence or whatever like you don't know like maybe some guys will just flourish in this weird weird setting uh, it's just one game but that's the whole point of this overreacting he had an awesome game Caruso was fine I thought he had that huge um, I guess save right like mm-hmm. deflection and then mm-hmm. save late that was a big one. In a, in a tight game, but uh, you know he played a lot too in the in reserve guard minutes. I think up oh nearly thirty minutes a game. He got like twenty eight this uh, this first game. Those are the guards. Um, not much J.R. Smith there, Tass. Uh, mm. Spot minutes for him, um, and they, and even Dwight didn't get a whole lot because uh, you know the Clippers. You can go you can go smaller against them, so you're going to give a lot of those to AD at the center position. But yeah, this is going to. I hope we get these teams at some point. I, I mean, oh man, yeah, I, like. Right? Like, again, I hear you what you were saying at the beginning of, like, it is weird when we get into a fourth quarter and it's a one-point game and it's like, well, this it feels exactly like the first quarter um, because there are no fans and whatever. It's just, like, there's not that pressure. But the guys were, like, they were they wanted this. Like, they were playing hard, like you said. They're so competitive out there. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is I didn't think that the quality suffered for it at all. Um, I thought, if yeah. anything, it's like, you know – it shows you how much every possession really does matter the same. Uh, You know, that your points that you're scoring in the second quarter matter exactly as much as the points you're scoring in the fourth quarter because they're out there working just as hard for him. It just happens to be a lot more focus uh, in the last minute of the game. Deion Waiters is playing key minutes right now. I just, I find it bonkers. (laughs) And and a part of it is, you know, Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo being out. Maybe when Rondo comes back, um, you know, Bradley's obviously not coming to the bubble whatsoever. Maybe those minutes decrease, but the way the Clippers uh, are built, they're going to be playing small. So Anthony Davis is going to be playing the five. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee aren't going to be out there. So you need, you know, three sort of ball handling wing type guys. And so 
It definitely could be waiters. Kuzma, I thought, was really, really solid uh, and, and hitting four threes and staying down on defense. You know, he's you know he's a big body, but he had to guard, guard some guards out there. He he was solid. Uh, I'd all I always thought it's going to be Davis, LeBron, Danny Green, guaranteed in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't at times uh, mm-hmm. because he couldn't ball handle and, and score. They need somebody to be able to handle a little bit, and that's when Caruso went in with Kuzma and uh, KCP got some minutes and. I don't know. It, it's it. You kind of know what you're getting with the Clippers, with the Lakers. It's just a little bit more of a question mark outside of of, of AD and LeBron. Uh, but they've led all year, and they're bringing the best out of all those guys. All those guys really believe Caruso's missing his sister's wedding for this. No one's screwing around. They're they're ready to ball. Uh, th- you know, throughout this bubble. So, yeah. Obviously, we're all looking forward to this matchup in the Western Conference Finals. Hard to see anybody knocking them off. Yeah. Any other final thoughts here before we move on? Lakers clips, uh, the Kawhi, like we just talked about, uh, you know these guys wanting it. Kawhi end of the second quarter had LeBron on him, and a pick comes, and he says, "Screw it, get out, get out of here. I want to go one on one." Those two guys, I don't, I can't remember them two going at each other on both ends more than this. It was mm-hmm. a one on one show at times between those two dudes. Oh, that was I kind of unexpected. It was just awesome. Yeah, no, it was especially LeBron like wanting all those defensive assignments uh, was really yeah. fun to watch because you don't get that all that much now from him. You spot moments here and here, of course, here and there in, in playoff series for sure. But uh, it felt like all game he was sort of like, you know, there's a lot of switching, of course, happening. But he was like, all right, let's go. I'll try my best to shut you down. A lot of the times he did because he's he's one of the rare guys that's strong enough, right? Um, to like sort of prevent Kawhi getting to wherever he wants, or at least staying with a guy like Paul George. He's he, when when he's locked in, uh, and uh, he was tonight. Uh, he's an unbelievable defensive player for sure. Do you think it affects his body clock that his game ended at twelve Eastern? Because usually mm. their games are a lot earlier. I don't know. Lee or the body clock, man. Do you think he was tired out there? Because well, he's thirty five, and again, it's it's midnight. Like, yeah. They play a lot earlier when it's a West Coast game. Well, I'm encouraged by his uh, his foot movement. So uh, no, okay. I think uh, I think that's that's where you can tell if a guy's uh, if he's if he's okay. If he's still moving those puppies late, then he's great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he was looking awesome. If he's moving those puppies late, he's great. Throw it on <laughs> yeah. a t-shirt. Uh, what was your snack tonight, Lee? Do you have anything special with uh, I, basketball uh, back for the first time? Uh, what did I have actually? Uh, oh, I Uncooked had some carrots. Gra- yeah, no, no, I had some no. grapes. I had some red grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I have to say, Raw I didn't, grapes. I did. I did, didn't plan this at all. Well, because I had dinner, and then I was like, uh, oh man, I've, I'm still going to be up here for another six hours. I'm going to have to get something else to eat here. So, <laughs> some uncooked wine you had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. excellent. But I'm, right. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay away from the carbs while we're doing these late nights. I don't want them filling me up. Carbs on the enemy. Oh, they are, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. I won't be able to hold off on them. So. All right. Well, we're going to get into the uh, Jazz Pelicans game, but first, a word from our beautiful sponsors. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando, and they're hitting the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past. There will not be a shortage of excitement. Can you hear our voices already? This is night one. And there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two 
$1 million prizes through the first two days of the resume season. So get in on all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. Ah, the classic stats. None of that advanced stuff. Uh, <laughs> Get no out of better... here, Schumann. <laughs> Get out yeah, I've watched enough Classics Danny LaRue today. Classics only. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. I didn't commit. I don't care. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? We 29. 29. I'd 29. say 29. 29. Absolutely. Have you seen it's a doctor recently? A <laughs> it basically is a month. Yeah. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, huh? you yes, no, I'm not sure, no. but you might want treatment ASAP. <laughs> That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that connect, can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state or from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You'll also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. You guys have no idea how happy I am that we're back talking about basketball because now <laughs> I can go back to zoning out and checking out random <laughs> websites while you guys yak it up. Normally, I'm sitting on io9 or Collider trying to figure out when Tenet's coming out. Just release it, Christopher. Come on. I heard they're going to release it in Canada first. Yeah, that well, uh, Canada's cool. opening up, so there yeah. you go. Maybe I'll have to <laughs> head up there, but... Yeah. Uh, Anyways, tonight, though, I'm on Burrow.com. Oh, yeah, I'm shopping for a new couch. I got my eye on a Nomad Double Chaise sectional with sloped arms and oak finish legs. This thing is gorgeous. Did the you old, say sloped arms? Sloped arms. You can get blocked Ooh. arms or you can get uh, you can get rounded arms, but I'm going for the sloped because I hmm. can put a pillow against it and it doesn't wrench my neck forward you know what i mean smart totally uh the thing is gorgeous the only thing i can't decide on is the color it's between crushed gravel or red brick crushed gravel is the safer choice obviously it's gray basically but the red brick is bold 
And I get bold after midnight, so I may pull the trigger on this thing. <laughs> Burrow offers unique features you're not going to find in a big box furniture store, sofas, or even other sofas, sofas you can get online. It's got durable fabric that's naturally stretch and stain resistant. And this is cool. It's got built-in USB chargers, which honestly, it's about time. It's 2020 for crying out loud. Everything should have a built-in USB charger. Let's, let's be honest. Like I said, it's a double chaise, but that's just one configuration. I can customize this thing 23,000 different ways. Sounds like I'm exaggerating, but that's what it says right here. <laughs> that seems crazy. I know, it does. I, bet, I don't know. It's right there, black and white. Yeah. Uh, Burrow is practical and versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes, and you don't need any tools. And here's something I discovered. You can request free swatches, and they'll send them to you, and you can put them through your own scratch and spill testing. I'm going to just rub those things all over my dog and give it the old sniff <laughs> test. With Burrow, you always get fast and free shipping and zero interest financing is available. So go to burrow.com slash no dunks to get $75 off your purchase plus fast and free shipping. See site for details. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash no dunks for $75 off. How many couches do you have in your house right now? Me? Jeez, uh, I got I got this thing. Not a lot. Yeah. Uh, I got four. Four couches. Wow. That's a lot of couches. That's a lot of couches. I need one more, though. That's why I'm <laughs> Make it five, baby. You need the one perfect couch. Yeah, I love it. You get that bold red one. I love it. All right, well, let's keep it going here. Jazz defeated the Pelicans 106-104 in the first regular season game of the NBA restart at Disney World. So let's do it for this one. It's just one game. But, Lee, why don't you get us started? Where was Zion Williamson for the last seven minutes, 19 seconds of the fourth quarter. Now, coming in, we know he had some sort of minute restriction, although Chris Haynes, before the game, yeah. reported that Williamson will play in short, quick bursts, not necessarily a minute's restriction. So there was a little bit of confusion and mixed messaging uh, in that because uh, I think coming in, because he missed some time, they wanted to get his conditioning right. That's what the Pelicans were saying. Um, but he only played 15 minutes. And really, in a game that they have to win, they have to win absolutely everything, I'm just a bit surprised that they didn't get him out there for at least the last one minute of the game. I mean, you would think at least you would try to get him out there for that when it's such a tight game. And it really, the Pelicans blew this. They led for most of this game here, and then uh, Utah came and took it off them. So I'm a little disappointed to not see him, and I'm a little surprised because I thought when he was out there, he, he looked okay. He didn't actually grab a rebound tonight, but he had 13 points, and he was doing his usual sort of uh, trucking towards the rim, using his body, using his physicality. And, I mean, seven minutes and 19 seconds to go, and they don't play him at all after that. And now Alvin Gentry, after the game, sort of defended at Zion, also sort of towed the company line and said, you know, mm-hmm. I understood and all that. But at this point of the season, the Pelicans are in this they're, they're, you know, race to get into the playoffs. They need these wins, and they blew one tonight. And I think if Zion's out there for the last two or three minutes, maybe they still lose, maybe they don't. I just think that's not going to harm him too much. Surely if a young guy can play 18 minutes in a game, uh, unless he's coming off an injury, which he's not. He's just, he's just well, coming back. Or is he? Or is he? That's the, the uh, yeah. conspiracy here. The tinfoil hat is on. That it, This family emergency that he went to is actually you know, a bit of an injury that he's dealing with, but we don't want to make that a big deal. So it's like, yeah. this is well, an easy cover is what people are saying. But Some see, people the, are saying. 
I don't see it as an easy cover. If he's injured, then don't play him at all. Then use use this game to say his conditioning wasn't right because he came back from, uh, you know, being being away from the team. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I just I just was looking at that team. I thought Brandon Ingram was good tonight, but I thought Williamson in this moment would have been great to see him out there and just see if the if the if the Pelicans could have pulled this one off and really put some pressure immediately on the Memphis Grizzlies. But the, they didn't do that. Instead, they they blew a 16 point lead, and this one could cost them. What do you guys think, uh, Tass? You're you're nodding your head. Did Gentry blow this one? Did he overthink this one? I yeah no. I, well, I was nodding to the yeah. It cost them big oh, time. They well, they came yeah. down. They came down here to battle for the eighth seed, and uh, you know they're battling with so many teams. I'm on NBA.com/standings now. They've got a nice little uh, user face or interface, I should say, for these seeding games. They've got bubbles for each of the games, and they, uh, they color it in with a green or red for WL. Real nice. Um, so I'm more pumped about that. That's really why I was nodding. I just like this interface. Uh, but uh, listen, yeah, they they had this game, and it went it went poof in in the fourth quarter, big time. I don't know what. Alvin Gentry is supposed to do what, what is he supposed to do he's being told uh, mm. by doctors not to play him so it's it's unfortunate how they have a 17 point fourth quarter um and and they got smoked in that in that fourth quarter uh and uh you know they were trying on the defensive end. it was just a bad it was just they just collapsed and it, it really could be their season it really could be it, it seems like um you know I'm, I haven't crunched numbers but that could be it for their uh, their hope of, of getting into the uh, the Mega Bowl. That's possible. I mean, is it also is there a chance that he just didn't play because he wasn't doing all that well on the defensive end, and uh, him and Favors were were rough uh, on that end of the floor, and Gentry is like, and like, and maybe it's all like goes hand in hand with like we don't want to play him too many minutes, and of course he was gone and his conditioning all right, but he wasn't great on that end of the floor. I mean. Trey, am I wrong? I mean, maybe you just didn't trust him is what I'm getting at here. You're not wrong, but still, come on. Uh, even if he's making mistakes, I would rather see him out there. I don't think you're, there's any way that Gentry would have put him back in for the last minute of a game, but save one of those last short bursts for the yeah. last three minutes of a game. At least let's see if Zion can get a couple of buckets going, if his you know, if his gravity at the rim helps open things up for Brandon Ingram a little bit more. Just if, if he can make something happen. This was a win the Pelicans needed to have. This was a win that I think would have been important for the NBA as a league to have, to have Zion come in, win the very first game of the bubble and, you know, like have a success and be like, okay, this race is on. We're going to maybe actually have a race here for the eighth seed. That would have been huge. But, you know, he was actually kind of easy to find. He was sitting right there on his seat. It said Williamson right there. They showed him a lot. Where was he? We needed three more minutes. He could have done three more minutes. And you had David Griffin there, too, watching over the team. Arms crossed. Don't put him in, Alvin. I mean, he wasn't saying that, but, you know, the face, the facial expression said mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, I, if it's coming from a top down, who knows? The skeets, I mean, you're throwing the, the theory out there that maybe he was injured, maybe he left. It's, it was strange not to see him in those last few minutes because the guy can just plow to the bucket and get a foul call at least. I mean, their their offense fell apart, even if you're talking about the defensive end. Yeah. I mean, their offense really fell apart at the end there. Yeah. Of course, a uh, classic case, though, of sh- uh, write the story while the ball's in the air. If Brandon Ingram hits that three at the end, then it's like, oh, they got away with it. They made the right call. You know? True. True. Um, that thing but, rattled out, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, I just think they made the wrong decision. And again, I know the sports scientists and the, and the doctors have, have got things, you know, very specific for guys like him, especially because he had the meniscus injury early in the season. But uh, I think, you know, the, the whole point for the Pelicans even being there is they've got to try to make a push and they've got every single game is so important and, uh, and it cost them tonight. Yeah. I mean, we had the exact same conversation after his first game, right? After yep. mm-hmm. January 22nd, he came in and he was bombing those four threes that he hit against the Spurs when it looked like a dud and he, you know, exploded in the fourth quarter and then he's gone. He sat down yeah. for, yeah. you know, the last part of the game and uh, and they lost in, in a close game then. Yeah, I think the, the odd part is it felt like there was no restrictions. Like he wasn't really going to be restricted tonight. You know, that's what we have told. That's what the reports were. Um, yeah, there's these bursts, but okay. You can burst them at the end, man. It's like uh, you're playing Mario Kart, man. You got a little booster there. Hit it. What are you saving it for? There's no laps left. Yeah, right? Hit that Dyson. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, hit the, yeah. Hit the Nitro. Uh, all right. So that one's an obvious one. I think we're going to be hearing a lot about that complexing or um, perplexing, excuse me, decision there from Gentry. Tass, what do you have here for this game? Jazz Pelicans is just one game, but. Well. I just want to get excited for Mike Conley because it's been a rough year for him in Utah. His first year in Utah. And I don't know if it was that horse that we watched during the uh, the hiatus. We had a couple of horse sessions on ESPN to... uh, to, (laughs) When was that? April? (laughs) We had a couple of horse sessions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to to feed our starving basketball mouths. We watched horse. And maybe it's the horse that turned Mike Conley around. I think Boyan Bogdanovich actually going out for this team gives Mike Conley the ball in his hands a little bit more, and he looked a little bit more like Mike Conley at a 20-point night. Uh, he wasn't fantastic by any means. Uh, mm-hmm. He almost hit the, the game sealer. He, he just kind of uh, quick quick shot it, and, and that would have been it. And then it would have been a real Mike Conley night. But Mike Conley is getting a bad rap because he hasn't fit in. Uh, and he, I don't know. It just seems like he aged 10 years this year. He just doesn't look awesome. That right-handed floater doesn't look awesome. Even tonight didn't look great. But um, all in all ball in his hands a lot they're gonna they're gonna need him uh to score a ton uh with Bogdanovich out and yeah. um and it helps Donovan Mitchell to go off the ball a little bit and I think it helps Conley too and so I've been looking at you know the uh, the old guys coming into this this experiment here as having a nice three-month period off and that this could help them just get a little uh, boost hit their Mario Kart uh boost here in in July and August, and a couple of the Grizzlies. like The Raptors are going to need Marcus Gasol, I think, to be big to win the championship, and Conley's going to have to be great too. And so he had a good night tonight, and yeah. he was you know, their leading scorer for a lot of it, and uh, I don't know how Jordan Clarkson snuck in there, but um, yeah, solid, solid night for Mike Conley. Could have been the horse, but it probably was just uh, Mike Conley's got skills, and, and we always talk about his salary uh, as a sort of a detriment to his performance this year that's not the way it should be but he's got to he, at the same time I want to talk about his salary he's got to he's I would be nice if he were you know playing a little bit better for that team and and um I thought they were done when Bogdanovich went out but big win for them no doubt yeah well they you're right you they need with no Bogdanovich who's what like a 20 point per game scorer they need it's it's got to be Conley or it's got to be Clarkson who did have a you know good shooting game at least overall from the floor or you know Ingles to some extent yeah they need scoring to go with Mitchell I mean Mitchell's in a playoff series is going to give you 
probably 25 every night at least, you know, flirting with 30s, but somebody else has got to give it to you. It's not like Rudy's going to be giving you usually 25 or 30. Um, he's contributing on the other end and doing other things. So, yeah, I- I'm with you. Like, they're only going to go as far as, like, really Conley, Clarkson to some extent as their, as their Lou Williams-type guy coming off the bench can take them. But decent game. That does game. downsize the Jazz quite a bit, though, I think, is the only problem, which you yeah. saw with Royce O'Neal just getting shot over a lot earlier with uh, Brandon Ingram early in the game, is that, you know, Royce O'Neal's a pretty solid defender, but he's still just not very tall. Uh, there's yeah. some big wings out west that can be a problem, uh, and that will certainly be a problem for the Jazz, because a lot of the game, they were playing three guards, you know? They are running three guards out there with Royce O'Neal and Rudy, and it was working. Uh, they mm-hmm. were able to get the ball going offensively, and they were able to make a nice comeback, but... uh but uh, it can be it, – it'll certainly rear its head defensively, which is pretty weird to say for the Jazz. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. What do you have, Trey, for this one? A little Ingram love? Uh, a little Ingram love. He's the most improved player, but he's an MIP another way. The guy's got to improve his passing. Zero assists tonight. 20 shots, zero assists. The shots were incredible. The first half, he was rolling, right? He looked like the most improved player for this season, but also possibly the most improved player over the course of the shutdown. He looked like yeah. even in the four months he had gotten better. You know, Kevin Durant is giving him love, saying this guy's a different breed, but it's almost like we're watching another KD because, as Stan Van Gundy had mentioned, his perimeter improvements this season have made it so that he can drive to the hoop. I just feel like he kind of stopped driving to the hoop quite as much in the second half mm. and was settling a little bit more. And when the jumper's not dropping, you got to be able to make a play for somebody else. You know, zero assist is just not uh, acceptable when you have the ball that much. He has playmaking in his game. We saw it uh, with the Lakers. We saw it with the Pelicans at times. It uh, just wasn't on display tonight. And you'd like to see another way, even though I thought he had an incredible game, you'd just like to see uh, contributions everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was cooking in the first half. He had some Ooh. amazing shots. When he's when he's on, he's fun to watch. I was trying to think of like a weird analogy for the Pelicans earlier. Um, the idea of like people get excited because of Zion that they want to tune into Pelicans games, but then a lot of the time Brandon Ingram can sort of steal the show because he's a pretty damn special player too. And I, I was I, I was like racking my brain for an analogy and the best I could do, which was horrible, is uh, old Playboy issues. It's like Zion Williamson, you know, he's the sexy ladies. That's why you're looking through the Playboy. But, oh, there's nice articles in there, Lee. That's the branding. <laughs> you know, wow. Read a couple of those. You might be intrigued. J.J. Redick was a nice article tonight. Uh, <laughs> he, sure he, wants to, uh, he wants to keep his playoff streak alive and uh, hit some big shots. They were trying to get the ball to him at the end, but... The Jazz defense was uh, was too good, but yeah, JJ, man, that shot doesn't matter where he's playing, doesn't matter what the conditions, man. When he uh, when he gets his shot going, it's looking so sweet and so beautiful because uh, you know, I mean, he he's an important player for them because when he's out on the floor, obviously, you know, it, it draws the defenses out and uh, and it gives someone like Brandon Ingram a little bit more a room to move out there. But um, yeah, JJ, oh man, he's, he he could still be easily playing in five years' time with that shot. Yeah, it does it's, feel like it's... And he's just oh, so yeah. in shape. It was cool to have Stan Van Gundy on the call. Yeah. Like, obviously having a relationship, having coached him in Orlando. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. neat, talking up his his conditioning and just how great a player is he. That's, yeah, I think he fun. said... I think I think he said he's the most conditioned player he's ever coached. I think he yeah. said some, something like that anyway, um, early on. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the guy never stops moving. I mean could be true right mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. not saying he's the most athletic person he's no, ever coached no. he's saying this guy just uh he's Work a machine hard. he's like rip hamilton yeah. he just never stops moving he really doesn't yeah he mm-hmm. did have a good game there um well my for my it's just one game for this is 
that it's just one game, but you can cue the Alanis Morissette, baby. Hmm. All right, JD? I don't know if you have it. I know you don't, but it was a little ironic that uh, Rudy Gobert, the guy that shuts down the NBA and sports in America, really, he's vilified, you know, he's referred to patient zero. We get the stories of, like, Gobert and Mitchell. Are they going to be able to get over this, uh, you know, after the coronavirus? And here he is, Rudy Gobert, in the first NBA game back from the shutdown. He scores the first points of it and then has the game-winning points uh, at the free-throw line set up by the guy that we thought, "Uh uh-oh, might be some friction between the guy. Beautiful pass, I thought, from Donovan Mitchell, who took over this game, too. We haven't really Mm -hmm. talked about him all that much. Um, But sets up Gobert, definitely fouled, and knocks down two free-throws, Lee, which I know you would have loved. Oh, Amazing, did, incredible yeah. that it's Rudy Gobert. You couldn't write this. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. Yeah, he stepped up the line there, knocked him down, and uh, and good for him because honestly, early on, that certainly in that first half, I thought the Jazz defense was not very good. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember exactly how many points they gave up, but it was something in the sixties, and I thought, man, the Jazz. This is this the defense is what their whole staple is, and they were just getting killed by the Pelicans. They they managed to tighten up in that third quarter, and and in, and you know in the second half there, but. I thought this is uh, this is bad for Rudy uh, after he got off to that good start by getting that ball inside and uh, and getting the two points and it was like great because yeah, Rudy. See, I'll it, put on the conspiracy hat for that one. That one I do think you can write. When have ooh. you ever seen Rudy Gobert get a post up opportunity? They run a play for him right away. We're on Donovan or Donovan Mitchell is setting the pick for him. It, the rail cam is like perfectly focusing on him as he goes by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's late night fake. YouTube here. It's all fake. Yeah, for sure. No, but you're right. The defense kicked up in the second half, Lee, and Rudy was a huge part of it. Um, mm-hmm. They held the Pelicans to like 17 points in the final 12 minutes. So after giving up a ton, like you said, and that's what yeah. got them back in the game. It wasn't like their yep. offense was that amazing. That's the Jazz, though. That's what's yeah. going to win them uh, games and maybe series. They're going to have to play like that. But that was a. It was a crazy win to pull out because it didn't feel like they were going to win that game for, I don't know, 36 minutes plus to me. I just never thought the Jazz were actually going to win that one. And maybe because mm. I thought Zion was coming back at some point. They've, yeah. they've had uh, crazy games. I think they had the, the Rudy Gobert fouling Brandon Ingram in that one that wasn't called earlier in the season. And uh, and they had another one too, if I can remember. Between uh, the two teams, you mean? Yeah. Jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they have so, been like a lot of final possession type games. You're right. Yeah. I know we're all conditioned to say two great games because it came down to the wire, but this wasn't a great game. Oh, right? like, interesting. I enjoyed this first one more than the second one, but that could have been Same, yeah. just because it was yeah. lagging on that second one. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think that I, may I play into right. it. Yeah, For, I don't know. I didn't see the effort level quite the same. There wasn't the, the competition level wasn't the same for me, but... You know. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, the Lakers, especially of the four teams that played tonight, definitely you could hear them the most. They seemed to have the most reaction. They most, like wanted it the most. I mean, they're following their leader in LeBron, so that makes the most sense. But, uh, yeah, I thought the game was fine, though. Honestly, I thought they fine. were shooting the fine. ball a lot better than what I expected and stuff like that. So, it was good. It was, And, and you're right. They were both close and better than a... Better than oh, God, us yeah. jumping on here and having a shotgun, a beer, and talk about a 25-point blowout. Yeah, how are you feeling? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I felt, as soon as I burped, I felt great. As mm. soon as I burped. But uh, don't, I rec- don't recommend doing one sitting down. That, that, something happened there. It went, it went to a different part of my body, all the liquid. <laughs> it just went somewhere else, straight. I don't know where. It wasn't uh, I mean, I'd rather not know, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. 
even if you find out, just keep it private. No, I feel That's great now. Um, I, so I, don't think, jazz, I don't think anyone has ever done a shotgun sitting down. Now that it's think about pretty it. rare, I would think. But yeah. JJ Reddick did his yeah, in, a, in the tub. Know. Yeah, he's like feet yeah. out. That's even crazier. Um, <laughs> couldn't even imagine doing that. Okay, if whoever loses the next pick and bam has to do a shotgun with their their feet out front. They have to do it in the tub. Uh, the Jazz take on the Thunder at 3.30 on Saturday, and the Pelicans face the Clippers a little later that day. Those are the next teams uh, for for, for um, next teams for those games. Next teams for those teams, I guess, really, really what I'm saying. Uh, I guess that Miller Lite's really hitting me now. <laughs> um, let's end with a little whoa boy. Whoa boy. Um, Anthony Davis gets the whoa boy of the night. This is the best line. 34 points, 8 and 19 shooting, 16 to 17 from the line, two threes, eight boards, four assists. Good line. I was tweeting it out. If Paul George hits that three at the end, Lily, I was maybe going to give it to PG. That would have been like seven threes made, the game yeah. winner. You know, yeah. Seven of 11, he would have been, yeah. Yeah, I had some good defensive numbers too, mm-hmm. um, which AD didn't have uh, in this line. But AD gets it. First one back. Can you guys name the last person I gave Woboy to? <laughs> <laughs> It's a Boban. Okay. Give me Boban. It's, ex- it's exactly right. Uh, I remember yeah. he had that awesome game, so all Mavericks fans were like, this guy's got to be the MVP. He had the best game on the <laughs> yep. last night of the season. <laughs> great great oh, yes. call, Trey. Wow, that's impressive. I, didn't, I thought it was going to take a while. I thought it was going to take a couple hints to get there. Yep, he was the last one, but AD is the new one. Um, pick them results. We made our picks this morning on the up-down report. You guys all took the Lakers because they had to win by five. The line was four and a half. Lakers were favorites. So I get the win because I took the Clippers. Lakers win, but the Clips cover. Thank you, Paul George, for keeping it tight. So I take an early lead here. I'm up 1-0. You guys were 0-1. What's our Friday night game, Tassie? Yeah, it's technically Friday. So later today, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a six-game sked. Game start even earlier. We got some good ones. Grizzlies, Blazers on NBA TV. Then a doubleheader on ESPN, Celtics, Bucks, and Rockets, Mavs that we're going to pick. It's a mm. half-point line. The Mavs are feared by half points, so flip your coin, flip your headphones. Uh, <laughs> flip it's, your it's, 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 a, uh, it's a an important game, too, because only a game and a half separates them. Six to seven seed. The Rockets are in the sixth seed. The Mavs are in the seventh seed. And the Mavs would love to catch the Rockets and not face the Clippers in the first round. Right, so. right, right. It's important. That's why I'm taking the Mavs. I think uh, continuity that they've been playing with over the last few weeks is, is going to trump the Rockets, who've had guys in and out of the lineup. Eric Gordon out hurts them big time. Yeah, so I, I like Dallas. Ooh, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, give me the Rockets. James Harden, uh, we didn't talk about it a lot. I mean, it was scrimmages, so who really cares? But he was putting up some monster numbers. Um, so, yeah, the Eric Gordon... Uh, injury does hurt, no doubt. But yeah, they still got a bunch of shooters that could catch fire. So I'll take the Rockets. It's a pick em. Give me Houston. Who you got, Lee? Same. Uh, yeah. No, no. Who knows? I'll just take the Rockets. Why not? <laughs> yeah. These first ones are like literally who knows. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, exactly. There's no logic you can really put into any of these. So just I'll just take the Rockets. <laughs> All right. Trey? Uh, yeah. Mark me down for a Mavericks on a why not? Who knows? Ooh. Why not? Who knows? We're split. All right. Tass and Trey taking the Mavericks. Uh, Again, it's a pick them. You just got to win the game. And Lee and I have the Rockets. So good luck to everybody. All right. That's it for uh, our first bubble wrap. Any final uh, closing remarks here tonight? Anyone got anything they wanted to slip in? Mm -hmm. Or you just want to get to bed? Yep. 
Both, yeah. <laughs> both. <laughs> what do you mean both? Well, uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to keep some notes, but it uh, didn't last very long. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah, how was the viewing experience, Lee? Were you watching on your computer? Yeah, I saw I you like, share a clip, but I got excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zion behind the back pass. Yeah, that was a beauty. Um, yeah, no, my... Hold, hold on. Why is that a beauty? I, I find, This is one of my most... He's a big man on the break. Come on, man. It was I a think people bo- go so handles. overboard on a behind-the-back pass, especially yeah, like that, on, when there's a guy, like, it's not a guy, through traffic. For a guy who's on one leg, that's a pretty nice pass. For a guy that only played 15 minutes, only played yeah, exactly. a short burst, exactly. that's his blue shell that he threw behind his back there. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got that up there. I was excited. I knew, I knew the NBA was back when you shared a <laughs> shared a clip. <laughs> well, the thing was, the thing was, you know, I waited because I thought, oh, that's definitely going to be shared around, and no one shared it. So I said, all right, I'll share it. So uh, you know. I mean, uh, I thought kind of sounds like the beginning of the very solid play when you were convinced <laughs> the bounce pass through the lane should be in our top ten plays Ooh. of the week. Well, Ooh. Kuzma had a nice pass to Caruso for a uh, for a layup there, but it was more a bailout pass than a very solid play. Oh. And there was no, it was Kuzma. Kuzma dribbled himself into trouble, and then and Caruso just cut inside, and it was like it's a nice pass, but I would have liked you know one or two little more uh, passes to get to that pass. So right, no so VSP no VSP really tonight. Yeah, wow, that's. That's surprising. But you were looking. You were watching. Oh, yeah. I've got the eyes open for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good. You're not just sitting with your eyes closed. A <laughs> lot fell asleep on the bench. I mean, I'm, I'm asleep with the eyes open at times, for mm. sure. You know, uh, but no, it, not tonight. Not tonight. I was into it. I was watching. I was having fun. And uh, we'll see, though, come Monday or Tuesday. It might be a little... Uh, might, <laughs> I might, might not be, be having fun. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the plan here with Bubble Wrap, guys. We are uh, going to jump on after the last game, or at least uh, you know the biggest game, whatever we call it. It's going to be late night. And we'll recap the day's games and storylines and all that stuff. Hit you with Whoa Boy. We'll make our picks. Get your questions in right now. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet at us at no dunks inc. You can hit us, I guess, on the YouTube live stream too. You can leave your comments there as well. Uh, or people commenting. I know we didn't get to that much tonight, but we can uh, start to fold that into some of the broadcasts, I would think. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some no people bring it. it. People are bringing it. There you go. So we'll definitely do that. So, uh, you know, keep up that energy. And again, email us your questions and your comments. And subscribe to the No Dunks YouTube channel. And if you download the show on Apple Podcasts, leave us that sweet five-star rating and review. We'll be back here Tomorrow night. Well, no, wait. Tonight. Tonight. Friday night um, to recap the games. And we're going to take this through the weekend is what I was going to say at the beginning. So, yeah, Lee's going to be exhausted. Come on, dear Tuesday. (laughs) All right, let's go to bed. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks, for the uh, initial show of Bubble Wrap. Pop up, people. Embrace the night, people. Embrace the day, people. I don't know.